Welcome to On Topic Retro, episode 12. I'm John Cummins, and joining me tonight is Adam Caparello. Hey. Hey. The other or second Caparello, depending on who you're talking to. The other white meat. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Oh, man. I kind of figured that the way that Dan talked about this game, that he would kind of want to be on here, too. But I guess he didn't have as much experience with it as I thought he did. He is a busy man. He's got a lot going on. Yeah. Is he uh is he mobile again yet? I'm not sure. <laughs> not gonna air any personal business on the <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, I was just curious. I had I don't I know. heard anything from him about it. Um anyway, hopefully he gets his uh his situation straightened out and, and gets mobile again. We'll just leave it at that. That's true. Um, I mean, he tweeted about it, so it's not like we're airing any, yeah. anything he wouldn't want to share, but, um, <laughs> no. I think he's, I was just curious. <laughs> uh, I think he's still on the hunt for, or trying to decide whether to get a, a, a used car or fix the, the one that exploded on him. <laughs> <laughs> Best of oh, luck, yeah, Dan. Yeah, that, that's a good segue too. Speaking of explosions, we're we're going to be talking about Alien Hominid tonight, yes. which is full of full of lots of explosions. This this whole game is an explosion. Yes. Um, but yeah, um, with with this game, it was one that I really kind of missed out. Uh, whenever it originally, I I might have played it on the web when it was pushed, but I can't remember if I did or not. I played a lot of games on Newgrounds, but yes, I don't remember if this particular one was one of them. Uh, so this, I did some research. I bought a, I bought a copy of it on PS2, got started and then realized that there was a, a newer version of it that was released for Xbox 360. And it was like, I think like, I think it's still today. I think you can go buy it. It's like 10 bucks. So mm-hmm. it's it's definitely worth picking up if you don't still own a copy and you do have a Xbox. Um, it's and it plays really good. It looks good. I mean, as good as an HD version of this game could look. Right. But yeah. So all my so all my experience is relatively recent um, that I had. And I met, man, I really wish that we could have got Chris on here because he was like super excited. Went out, bought the game, and like played through the whole thing in like a couple days and was ready yeah. to come on and then couldn't scheduling conflicts just made it to where it couldn't work. So yeah, scheduling is tough and, and it, it would have been really cool to have three like kind of different perspectives on it with him just kind of picking it up um, so recently and never having even heard of it before from what I understood. Yeah. No, as far great. as I know, he didn't. That would have been so awesome. I do. To see somebody like come a, in just completely blind, never having even heard of it before and, and kind of hearing what their experience was. Oh, yeah. I kind of I told him just the short rundown. I was like, this is a very like run and gun metal slug type, you know, game yeah. that and he was like, oh, that sounds like what I want to play right now. So that's what he did. Nice. Very cool. <laughs> and I do have like a little bit of a he, he did post like a little post on there that I'll I'll read um, sure. after we get your experience uh, with the game. Well, yeah, mine's actually kind of a little bit opposite. Um, I played it. I I did play the new grounds game. I played so many games on new grounds. I have so many great memories of searching for just weird, interesting homebrew games and and small indie games. There was, there was so much uh, available. I had like a backlog a mile long of games that I wanted to try and play. Um, and this, this was one that really stood out to me and, uh, eventually came to learn that it was coming to consoles. And I was like, Oh, sweet. Can't wait for that. Cause you know, I was, uh, you know, just had freshly gotten a GameCube. Um, there was also a PS2 in the house. So we kind of had our pick of the litter um when it came to games and it it came out on GameCube and PS2 uh in the states if i'm not mistaken we we didn't yeah. actually get the Xbox version no um 
which I did eventually have an Xbox as well. But so I picked it up on GameCube, probably at, on launch day or right around launch. And man, I played the heck out of that game. And it's one of those games that I, th- I think it spoke to me so much because the it's 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 very similar to my early experiences with nes games because it's like one hit kill um it you just get good or you're gonna die and go back have to start over from the beginning right so uh you know i'm i'm a huge fan of metal slug um I, i love a lot of the old run and gun games from the arcade and from my childhood on the nes and so it just it just spoke to me it spoke to that um and then of course mix that with the the wacky uh absurdist kind of toe jam and earl style humor mixed in with that and it's like oh this is this is my game they made this game like specifically for me like (laughs) i love everything about this um, just the little jokes here and there, just the goofiness of it all, the absurdity. Um, I love it. And, uh, I actually, you know, didn't have a way to play it, uh, to get myself caught up for, for this episode. Um, so I had to end up going back and watching some playthroughs on YouTube. And even just that was such a great nostalgia trip for me, you know, not having played it for, who close to what? Um, two, almost twenty years. years. Yeah, eighteen years old. So. That's hard. That's hard to wrap my head Actually, around. But. <laughs> the original version is like twenty years old. So. Yeah, almost yeah. exactly twenty years old, right? Yep. So, um, which I did play. So, um, yeah, it's it's uh, very fondly remembered by me at least, and I never. I never beat it. I never got to the, I've gotten, I had gotten so far in that game so many times. That's actually one that I was never able to fully beat and complete the game. And so I am curious now, uh, if it's something that I could accomplish. Oh yeah. You'll have to go back. (laughs) You could put it on an easier difficulty even, you know, you can, no, (laughs) I think they they have at least like two or three different difficulties. You could play it on. um, Yeah. If you're struggling, but, it's it's definitely a fun one um and it does it makes you it makes you earn it for sure yeah definitely um so i've got chris's little uh comment that he gave left us on discord uh since he couldn't make it and he says uh i will say for alien hominid this was a really cool game i love the art style and the gameplay for the most part i was able to beat the game on the easy level but uh did get a little repetitive after a while uh, over the top gore means uh, I just won't share it with my kids, <laughs> which yes. Yeah. It, it does have some, I mean, it, it's, it's, I don't know if it would call it over the top, but it, it can be kind of gory, like as far as the blood splatter and stuff, but like it's very cartoonish. Yeah. yeah it's cartoony gore. It's like, <laughs> it's like itchy and scratchy gore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, if, if you have like pretty small kids, yeah, maybe like there's like, like, I think they would have a hard time even being able to put together what things are in the game. Like it's with the drawing, like, right. Like there's a level where there's like a wood chipper and you're like <laughs> putting guys in, but like, it's just the red box that says wood chipper. So I don't know that like a kid would even be able to put that together. Right. But, uh, but no, it's, it's all good fun, but I could definitely see where, what he's talking about. It, it does have a little bit of gore to it. Um, yeah, yeah, cause he's so. got the little, the oh. little, uh, hominid has a little knife, like the, the, oh, yeah. the close quarters attack. Yep. And it's like, you know, if you're far away, you're shooting the, the little, you know, phaser gun, you know, whatever he's got. Uh, but if you get up close, it's a, it turns into a melee attack and just slices people in half. <laughs> yes. Just shink just <laughs> slices them straight through. It's um, fast too. And Metal Slug is because it's the same way. It's like over the tops, but like silly yes. cartoonish gore. Um, it's kind of gross in places. So it 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 fits the it fits the genre quite well. The arcadey, um, cartoonish, violent shooter. Yes. 
man, Metal Slug's another one that eventually I'll have to to do a show on because that's another one of my favorites from the the good good Heck old yeah. golden Neo Geo era of games. You'll probably find me on that up. Ep- I'll be clamoring to be on that episode. It's, it's probably going to be Slug. you and Chris all over again. You guys are like right. my old school running gun. Like he had to be on. He was the one that requested the Bionic Commando episode. Like he's he's all about those good classics one hit kills that's one of those wii games that i'm still uh on the hunt for and one of the first wii games that i remember purchasing uh is that metal slug anthology um that's a awesome collection um and i know that it came out on other systems but that's probably the best way uh to play metal slug at this at this point unless you want i think you can i think you can buy them all individually on steam or something but um yeah having them all on one yeah we're really kind of missing a good collection on modern consoles i think yep yeah i haven't seen them doing it do anything with it in a while so i think the one for the wii came out also on psp maybe even ps2 yeah it was on ps2 and yeah you're right they did put it on psp i get notifications for it all the time on uh on my Mercari <laughs> app. You because... can't buy this PSP game and you don't have a PSP. <laughs> no, I want the Wii one. Just, I mean, if I'm, if I created better notifications, but yeah, it's just sending me anything that says Maybe metal, metal slug. It might just be telling you that you need to buy a PSP. Finally. Mm, I've had, I, I have bad experience. With, well, I just, I was, we're getting a little bit off track here, but really quick. Cause I, I, I tweeted about it a little bit earlier, uh, earlier today. But uh, I was a I was a GameStop manager when the PSP came out, and man, those early days of the PSP launch, there were so I had never seen so many new defective systems in my life. They came back in droves to the point where corporate was was ha- had to send us guidelines on how like how defective a system could be before it was eligible <laughs> before be... you would take it. Yes. So, Oh man, it's nightmare. I'm sure they got better, you know, later on in the system's life, but yeah, yeah I, was, I, I was tainted. My experience with the PSP was tainted because of that. I think mine's the newest version. So I, I'm hoping that by the time that they, you know, made it there that they got rid of most of the bugs. I don't have any problems out of mine other than the OEM battery's dead. So I have like an aftermarket battery and it just will not hold a charge. So like wow. you can charge it and you can play it. Um, if you plan on playing it for the, you know, immediate time after you're done charging it, it will last like four or five hours of gameplay. But if you charge the battery, you know, turn it off, come back to it a few days later, it's dead. Oh, <laughs> you you can't, bad. it's like, yeah. And I don't want to just like keep it on the charger 24 seven, you know? So anytime I play my PSP, it has to be very intentional. Like I, I have to know that I'm going to play it because right. it's <laughs> one of those deals. Well, so, I guess to like segue, <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. The, the battery life was never that good. No. Um, but I guess to segue back, um, and Dan just learned this very uh, recently, but they actually did port the game to Game Boy Advance. Uh, there was a portable version of Alien Hominid, um, but uh, it, just like the Xbox version, it did never come out in North America. It, it, it was a PAL only release. Um, and it's not a cheap cartridge either. (laughs) It's an expensive one. It's so weird how they release this. I know it was published by a few different people, um, in different places. So, and, and that could be, you know, publishers preference of where they wanted the game to go or, you know, maybe where they thought it would sell better in different regions, but it's very, very weird that it just released for different things in different areas. Uh, but yeah, collectively sure. it released everywhere. <laughs> right. Yeah. Maybe they weren't thrilled with the, the sales numbers in North America, yeah. I don't know. but it would have been nice. You know, it'd probably be a little bit less expensive if, if they had released it in North America, but who knows? It's hard to say with these things. 
Well, since we're we're go ahead and we're, we'll move on to game discussion since we're kind of already getting into it anyway. Sure. game was developed uh using adobe flash uh and released on newgrounds in august 2002 so yeah it's been it should have been 20 years unless this thing was released you know the last six days of the month um but yeah it was this is just a flash game you know drawn with you know basically paint on Mm -hmm. a computer and then animated using flash and that's how I got its start. So this is this is really a like when you get down to it, it's <clears throat> probably one of the original like indie games, you know, mm-hmm. that got released to a console. Yeah, it wasn't um, nearly as common as it is now. No, like this this one's a pretty a pretty big deal, and it's a you know launched it launched a you know company that we all enjoy other games that they've created today you know and they're still still going as far as i know mm-hmm. um yeah kind of like we mentioned it came out playstation 2 and xbox in uh gamecube and boy that's kind of weird hold on so playstation 2 gamecube in north america on right. my birthday november oh, nice. 23rd 2004 nice. and then the Xbox would get a version in Europe on May 27th of 2005. So like six months later, which is pretty crazy too. Mm -hmm. And then the Game Boy Advance would not get its copies until 2006. So Europe got February 3rd of 2006. And then uh, over a year after that, it received a, uh, the Game Boy Advance got a version in Australia on April 4th of 2007. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> that's, that's pretty crazy. That's a good spread for that Game Boy Advance game. And, and in 2007, that's like two years, <clears throat> two and a half years after like the release of the DS. So, yeah. And really even the, the original, uh, the European Game Boy Advance version came out like a year after the DS. So that's pretty late. Even that's probably another reason why the game's so high price wise. Yeah, that makes sense. And then it, as we already mentioned, it got its very last release uh, in 2007 on the uh, Xbox 360. And that one was released worldwide. So they finally got it right, went with one publisher and put it everywhere. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Except for I'm assuming that Xbox had some kind of exclusivity on it. So that's that's where it went, just to Xbox. Yeah, um, I mean, they were kind of... I know the PS3 did uh, end up kind of scrambling to do something similar, but uh, 360 was kind of the first real um, online console game marketplace where you could download games. Um, I would say that's a big part of it because this would have been very early. February 28, 2007 would have been very early in the PS3's uh, life. And I don't even know if they had the PS Store. Like, I don't know when the PS Store came about. Yeah, I'm not sure about that either. But, I mean, 360 came out first anyway. Um, So that that was also kind of an on-the-cusp thing to, to, you know was almost certainly one of the first instances of an HD remaster. If we want to look at it that way. Yeah. It would have been a, yeah, just, it would have been a remaster for sure. I mean, it, it makes it look slightly better. This is still, you know, in all intents and purposes, a flash game. Right. (laughs) So, (laughs) so it's kind of like HD is kind of like, eh, you know, you're really getting All a whole right. lot from the HD version. You could totally play this on any of these platforms and it would be, you know, totally recognizable and, and play good for you. Right. And kind of, as we mentioned before, alien hominid began as a flash game. It was developed and programmed by Tom Fulp, 
uh, who was the owner administrator of Newgrounds, I believe. Uh, and also animator uh, Dan Paladin. Mm-hmm. Uh, and is often referred to as the alien hominid prototype by Behemoth. Um, Cause it kind of, it was, it was a prototype for just like them getting it up and running with flash games on this kind of yeah. scale. And the Newgrounds game was, was not nearly as. No, large it was very, yeah, it was a lot smaller. It was, it was only like, it was, uh, I, I remember playing it and it was like, there was really not that much to it. Right. Yeah, at they, least comparatively to the console game that eventually came out. Oh, it wasn't anywhere near the size of that. It was it was one level, had two bosses. Um, and then, you know, later we would see that uh, the level and the two bosses come to the, the console game. Uh, but I mean, this was also like this thing blew up on Newgrounds. And so, yeah. you know, at the time of the whatever article was wrote for uh, Wikipedia, the the new grounds version had already like had over 20 million plays oh wow which is pretty insane for back then you know with something the way it is and how simple it was and then it's they go on to mention that like later in that year they they worked with a uh another guy named john i guess bays and uh they kind of got together and decided, Hey, this would make a very good like console game and like, you know, further, further create more content for it to, to flesh it out. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I guess the, this John Bay's guy helped them uh, produce the game as well. So, and so they, they got this that whole, funding. Yeah. This whole joint relationship between these three guys is, basically how how they ended up forming behemoth which would give mm-hmm. us you know games like castle crashers and yep. how, there's another one that's more recent um gosh what is it I'm trying to think um they just gave us it, it was a battle block right battle block something uh, man my mind just battle block toward... theater Battle Block Theater. That sounds familiar. I was gonna see. Let's see. We got. It was a Xbox Live Arcade game. I thought we got something more recent than. I guess they've re-released Castle Crashers. Yeah. Uh, and then they also put out a game called Pit People, and I didn't play that at all, so I have no idea what that one is. Yeah, I think that's that was their fourth game, right? After. Yes after battle block theater. Um, and yeah, unfortunately, um, I will, well, I should say, unfortunately for me, I, I, I never ended up getting back into the, the Xbox, uh, ecosystem after the original console. So I, I never really got to play any of these games after alien hominid. Um, but Man, you missed castle crashers was amazing. Yeah. Was so and that, fun. that was, I was, a, I remember reading about it and, and seeing, uh, things online about it. And I, and I was really hoping that I had like a friend that I could go to their house and play that <laughs> because I was, I was not in the, in the Xbox ecosystem at that point. Um, but the good news is um, at, at least as far as we still know, because it's been a couple of years, I think since we've heard anything, um, but they are, uh, apparently if, unless something has changed and not announced otherwise, um, still developing, um, alien hominid invasion, yes. which apparently is in development for, um, uh, Xbox PC and Nintendo switch. So I'm pretty excited about that. Hopefully it's still in development. I think they announced it like two and a half years ago. So, um, yeah. I hope they're still working on it. I haven't, I should have gone and like, I don't know if behemoth has like a Twitter page or something, but um, that's the last thing that I think has been officially announced. Yeah. I, I haven't heard of any delays, but that doesn't mean anything. So 
hopefully it's still still on its way because I would like to to pick that up for the switch or you know just something that's more uh, more modern to play it on mm-hmm. and it's supposed to be like a uh, more like a remake than a remaster like it's a right yeah it's a new game, game. um yeah. oh, okay I'm on their Twitter uh page right now and it's yeah it looks very much like a new and updated alien hominid um looks really really cool um but yeah their pinned their pinned tweet here with this uh is still from like february 2020 so it's it's been a couple years um but yeah you know there's they're still apparently dropping uh regular little mini updates here and there uh with like artwork and info and stuff like that so it's it's definitely on its way I'm sure we'll get it yeah um and it's cool that it's coming to switch that'll be that'll be a nice homecoming for me It'll be the, the first time i've played a, a behemoth game since playing alien hominid on the gamecube so 20 years later yeah exactly <laughs> uh, this will probably hopefully. be 2020 or it'll probably be 24 before we get Pro- we well, probably it. we could get it next year at some point but yeah it's maybe certainly... that's the plan maybe, maybe 20th anniversary they're going to kick it out either way uh, i'll be excited to pick it up um what the little video clip that i saw it it does look like a reimagining of alien hominid but this the style the visual style is still intact so that's that's cool so can't wait for that that is now on my radar like we needed more things. Yeah, exactly. Put on our radar. But I never would have, you know, looked looked this up and known about it if uh, we hadn't done this episode. So thank you, John. That's right. <laughs> well, now everyone else can go look it up and keep track of it. Heck yeah. Um, yeah. So that's basically the development of the game. Like it was a pretty, a pretty neat deal. And like I said, it's a pretty early, you know, I don't know if, you know, it's hard to ever put a, a title to like, you know, the first right. ever indie game, but definitely a very early indie game, like, uh, of, you know, big stature and, and, um, you know, ended up creating a new studio in the process that, that put forth, I mean, Castle Crashers was like a huge game on Xbox 360. So, yeah. Uh, very successful. So, I mean, it, I these mean, are always pretty I would stories. defy anybody to name another indie game that came out for the GameCube off the top of their heads. <laughs> yeah, not <laughs> without not looking anything many. up. But with that being said, I think we'll go ahead and move on to the the very tiny teeny bit of story that this game there's, there's really not even any story like <laughs> You don't need a, a story little, for a running gun. <laughs> yeah. I just put like a little blurb in here from what I found on the internet. Uh, it's just like a little small rundown of what happens in the game. Uh, it's, it's, I don't even know if I would consider it a story, but for anybody who is not, you know, even remotely familiar of, of what alien hominid is and, and it just happens to be listening to this episode. Um, alien hominids, like a little alien guy. He looks kind of like a termite <laughs> and uh, he has crashed on earth and he wakes and finds that his ship has been taken by the FBI. And it, it's really funny because then the, you get to see that part in the animation, and like mm-hmm. they just kind of like leave him on the ground, like he's looks like he's dead, and they take the ship. <laughs> and off they just and, take the ship away. Yeah, yeah. just take the <laughs> ship. Yeah, <laughs> can't uh, leave this alien technology lying around. Yeah. So, uh, you know, later in the game, he eventually gets to rebuild his ship but it's brought down by a Russian missile that's headed towards America. So he, saves, <laughs> he saves America inadvertently. Uh, Purely by accident, then, of course. Yeah. And, and then you, you spend quite a bit of your gameplay time in Russia fighting the Russians. And after that, you go to area 51 and you defeat a 
spoiler kind of right here. Spoiler but alert. Feed a muted, <laughs> mutated clone version of himself. And once you do that, then you're finally able to get your spaceship back and, and take off. And so escape. It's not a very like crazy, you know, enriched story, but it's, it's there and, and it's a fun, like it's, it's just there enough to make the gameplay make sense. Like that you're fighting for something. Right. Like why you're yeah. in this, this particular type of level. Like, why yep. does it make sense that you're in Russia or in the desert? So that makes it make, and it makes for some fun cut scenes too. Yes. As I say, it makes for the humor. Like the humor starts to set in because this game is just like chock full of charm and humor. Yes. <laughs> uh, coming in, even, and we've already talked about some of the little things, but yeah. So story pretty simple so we'll uh we'll talk a little bit about the gameplay this will be like kind of the meat and potatoes of the the game just put a little bit of basic information on here because as we've mentioned like it's a it's a running gun so it's a side scrolling shooter it's very Mm -hmm. similar to metal slug which we've already touched on uh where one hit will instantly take you out um something that is nice about this one that i don't think we get with metal slug at least not until you know later in metal slug uh games but you can actually play it with two players which makes it pretty fun um the the player, I, you know, I've never played this game two players, so I guess you're just another alien hominid. Like, you're, there's just two of you running around. You know what? And I know I have because I remember, like, having Dan over to play. Um, I think so, but I don't really remember. It's either, yeah. hmm, shoot. Yeah, honestly, it's been I'm so long sure. that I don't remember. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, there is, like... You, you do collect hats in this game, so maybe like you can just wear a different hat to differentiate you. But it'd be kind of hard yes. to like tell who's who if you just look exactly the same as a another alien hominid. Um, but anyway, yeah, you the, the whole point of the game is you're playing as alien hominid, and you have to uh, fight waves of enemies, which are usually some kind of version of the FBI, or mm-hmm. you know, as we mentioned earlier, you, you'll end up being in Russia and you'll fight a lot of like. They're not even like KGB type guys, but just like just soldiers, very on the nose, like red soldiers with right, right. The <laughs> yellow Soviet sign. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, yeah, you just fight waves and waves of guys. He has his little blaster so that he kind of reminds me of like Earthworm Jim in this sense, like with the blaster. Yeah. And you, as you mentioned, he also has a knife so he can do some up close melee. Uh, you do get grenades. The right. grenades are kind of hard to control, but um, yeah, <laughs> yes, it's hard to aim those grenades for sure. <laughs> yeah, there there really is no aiming. You just kind of have to have a gauge for how far they fly, you know, right. away from you when you throw them. And it seems to kind of vary the more in the air you are. <laughs> so mm-hmm. de- it's, there's definitely a uh, skill to to using the grenades. Um, some of the th- like I remember playing through like the first couple levels because they don't explain some of it like i didn't know you could roll um but that's one of the uh one of his moves that he can do he can kind of roll under things and then i also didn't know at first just by doing doing some button presses that you can like dig into dig yourself into the ground and like stand yeah, there for a little bit of time mm-hmm. until you run out of breath which yeah there's like probably a like really... five six seconds yeah, something like that. There's like it's before you start the first level, there's like a really quick little um like it, like you could blink and miss it. It's like a really quick um introduction to like what the buttons do, but it, uh, it goes by so fast. I mean, I don't think it makes you it doesn't make you do them though to move on. So I might no, like, like a quick on little from video. That. Yep, that's probably what happened. I probably just moved right through it and didn't even pay attention. Mm-hmm. It's probably skippable too, so that yeah. doesn't help. <laughs> probably, yeah. So you could roll around, you can uh, you can jump, and you can bite enemies' heads off if you land on their heads whenever you're jumping. Oh, right, because um, you can actually like hop on their backs. Yep, 
or you can hop on top of them. Yep. And you can even done with that, uh, chop their head off or bite their head yeah, right off. Yeah, exactly. And then you, well, like we were saying, you can go underground. You can also like pull enemies into the ground with you and it's instant kill for the, you know, smaller enemies. Mm-hmm. And then this game has like some, uh, power up systems with, uh, kind of reminds me of like old shmups where like you can shoot the power up to advance it to a different stage, depending on what, you know, what you're looking for. If you want the multi fire or, you know, rapid fire. Yeah. Uh, so there's all kinds of different, uh, upgrades that you can do by kind of shooting that little, and it's always like a little kid that's like giving it to you, like helping you out. Yeah. The kid, <laughs> Yeah, I got a little human friend that helps you out along yeah. the way. <laughs> That's right. But uh, but yeah, so it, it, those things are kind of funny. There there is a shield, like you can earn extra grenades. Like the the power ups, there's quite a bit of actual different mm-hmm. uh, power ups, including uh, well, I think there's like and, and there's also a charge shot, which I I always forget about, like. It's one of those things I'll get so used to going with the special ammo and then I'll forget that he has like kind of like the Mega Man charge shot or like Samus. Yeah, the main his main blaster weapon has a, a charge shot, which is, of course, yep. always, uh, always really satisfying to use. There's there's vehicles in this game, like tons of vehicles you can drive, like which is pretty amazing for like when you look at how this game works. Yeah. And like how diverse the levels are and stuff like with different vehicles you can drive. Like how we mentioned the, uh, um, you can get in a UFO and we mentioned the wood chipper. Like there's a, there's a portion of a level of where there's a boss that you fight a tank and like you're picking up enemies and like you have to drop the enemies in the wood chipper. Or they try to right. shoot your, your <laughs> ship down and then the tank will fire and you have to grab his projectile and like drop it on him to damage the tank. Like it, the whole thing is, is pretty wacky. Um, lots it, of craziness. It, yeah. They, there's even like a, when you get into the Russia levels, like you can ride on a Yeti. <laughs> like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yeah. There's all kinds of, kinds of goodness that you can, uh, find in the levels. And then there's like an achievement type system, like where you can unlock certain hats. Um, as far as I know, like that, I don't think the hats actually like do anything. Like you can just wear them. Like it's kind of like a badge of honor that you, collected the hat it's like it's like among us they're just purely cosmetic yep they're just silly so like i said it might come in handy if you're playing multiplayer depending on how similar the two alien hominids look you'd be like oh i'm the one with like the little frilly hat you know or Mm -hmm. the top hat there's all kinds of hats i can't i think there's i tried to look it up i think there's like over like 40 hats it seemed like there's a bunch um, so also the main game consists of 16 stages. I believe it's like broke down between three different worlds. So you have like the, the first set of stages is all like, uh, you're in the U S and you're like trying to, uh, sort through the FBI. And then the, the second set of stages are this, uh, you're in Russia and it's all like snow covered type levels mm-hmm. of different things. All the bosses are like, Russian related, like there's like the little nesting doll bear guys. Oh yeah. <laughs> like the, the bosses get a little crazy too in this game. Yeah. Really creative bosses actually. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. There, and then the last set of stages I believe is just like you trying to get through, get to area 51. So it's yeah. all like desert, desert type stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, the one that didn't really make sense, like the, the centipede boss that you have to fight, like, I can't remember what the lead up to that is, but or why he's there. But yeah, you fight like a little, or actually, he's a big centipede bus, and he he's pretty tough. Actually, like his movements are kind of unpredictable. Yeah, just some kind of mutated. There's some. There's something in the desert that's mutating everything. Yeah. <laughs> I guess <laughs> too much radiation from from I don't know from maybe the hominid ship or something. <laughs> Probably something. And then, and then like most games, there are some like multiplayer modes. Um, I didn't actually play any of these. Cause no, like I, said, I never I, did either. I 
so I don't have any experience with them, but the, the three multiplayer modes are challenge, which I assume is like some kind of like uh two player, like points race or something um, that you're trying to do, or, or maybe it's like a, um, you know, see how far you can go without being killed or something. Uh, there's neutron ball and pinata boss, which those sound awesome. So I'm going to have to like <laughs> go back and look and see what they are. Yeah. I know I've played the co-op of the main game, but I've never played any of those uh, multiplayer modes. And then it's, it makes mention of like a PDA game. That right. features like 200 levels and a level editor. Yeah. It's like, it's almost like, um, I likened it to like the old, like tiger LCD games. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's sort of like designed to look like that. Um, and I, I actually played it quite a bit. It's actually really fun. Um, I didn't really mess with the level editor too much. I, I, I seem to remember finding it kind of frustrating. Uh, but, but yeah, like the, the PDA game, is it's really just kind of a, a really simplified version of the main formula, the main game formula. But, uh, but yeah, it's, if you can imagine it kind of, if you can imagine alien hominid for like a tiger LCD handheld. Yeah. That's, that's, that's what I was going to say. That's, that's kind of what it sounds like. Mm-hmm. Apparently there's an extra mode. I don't know if this is on the original game or if this is like think so, on the I don't 360. That. It's called All You Can Eat, and it's a retro. And there's also a retro mini game called Super Soviet Missile Master, which I think also I got its own release at some point. Um, oh, nice! If I remember right. Yeah, it's been uh, a while, but I don't, I don't, I don't know about if those were on the unless they were like unlocked after you beat the main game or something. Cause I, I was never able to actually do that. <laughs> yeah. I should have went back and looked up some more stuff on the multiplayer, but um, since I didn't get to personally experience it myself, you know, yeah. I wouldn't have had anything to really talk about uh, with it anyway, but I definitely will have to maybe in the future, try to try to get my son around to hooking up the PlayStation and, and playing it or the, or the Xbox, either one, mm-hmm. uh, and, and check those out because they're it's probably fun. I mean, if it's anything like the single player game, or uh, it should be pretty good. Or even playing the the single player in, in cooperative mode would be pretty fun, I think. Right. And my son is old enough; I don't, he I don't have to worry about the gore part of it. Yeah, <laughs> he would just think it's funny. <laughs> yeah, it's just so cartoony as well. You know, it, what I mean? it's it not is. Like- you, you chop a guy in half and it, it looks red inside. It's like, that's it. <laughs> There's no, yeah. it's, it's like not really gore. Some, some ham or like, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, like this game, just the, the artwork is good. Like for what it is, like whenever you really take a look at it, the game mm-hmm. is like buttery smooth. Like the controls work so good. Um, yes. There's never a time where you feel like you're out of control when you're playing it. Um, right. Maybe. The only level I can really say that I, I, I had a hard time with was uh, there's one where you're fighting like a, a robot that's and and you're on a freeway and like you're there's cars all around you and you're like oh, having yes. hop from car to car mm-hmm. and there's like this weird like it looks like a bug like a giant big robot bug and it has like a stinger or like a knife or something that comes down and he can like destroy the cars in one hit with this like knife thing. Yeah, but man, and, that that level's hard to navigate. Like, you would destroy a car, and, or even if you just touch the road, like it just throws you back and like kills you instantly. Yeah, instant like, death. <laughs> There's some tough levels for sure. Yeah, the only level that I remember really not liking is that I actually I actually remember not liking the UFO level, where it's just kind of you're flying around. With some, yeah. with some really odd the, the controls I, I, I never think you really, could only go diagonal can't you it's it's weird the controls are I don't know I don't know I wouldn't even know how to describe 
a better way of doing it, but uh, the uh, just the controls were not what I wanted them to be. I had a rough time with the UFO level. Not an enjoyable experience. Other other than that, all of the other you know land levels are great, but flying in space with the UFO, I did not enjoy that level. <laughs> Everything uh, else super enjoyable, and it was all down to the controls. I just couldn't get the controls down. Yeah, from what I remember, like flying the UFO is a little divisive. Like I, I was thinking, I think you can only move like upward in a diagonal direction, and you kind of have to let yourself come back down, and then and then go back in a, a different diagonal direction if you want to go to a different side of the map. Yeah, something um, is weird choices with the way that you're able to control the ship. I think is what's frustrating about it. But yeah, so I was trying to think of, of anything that we missed. And this was kind of a quick one, but like the game just isn't very long. Like you can sit down and knock this game out in like probably like an hour if you wanted yeah. to, or, you know, if, if you're good at it, um, <laughs> if, if you have to get good, it might, you know, take you a little bit longer. But <laughs> yes. It's a, it's a pretty Lots simple, of dying pretty and replaying. Quick. Yes. But yeah, for me, even I think I even played it on like one of the easier modes um, just to try to play through it a couple times or, you know, before I, we talked about it a little bit. And it was there was still some, like I said, that one with the cars through me, you know, and that's pretty early on. I think that's only like third level, maybe like one three, if I remember right. Yeah, it's still in that first world. Yeah, in the first world. And it man, it was it was tearing me up pretty quick. <laughs> <It was tough. laughs> <laughs> yeah. Used a lot of continues on that one area, and that's I mean, you can completing levels can like give you uh one ups, mm-hmm. and like you can, I think you can also collect some one ups in the game, like as an item. But uh, I think you can, can if I'm not, if I, I don't know if I had to continue like enough times to get a game over, but I don't, I don't know if you have unlimited or, or how that works. I'll have to. I never did reach a, a game over screen um, playing it, so I'm not sure. And that might be something that's on the HD version. Maybe the original version was a little more harsh on that system. But yeah, I, again, I was never able to fully beat it. But um, that was on uh, that was on the GameCube version, so they may have let up on the on the difficulty with the 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 later remaster. Who knows? It could be. I'd have to go back yeah. and see. Um, but I don't I don't think you had unlimited continues. Again, it's been almost it's been almost 20 years, Damn. so yeah, <laughs> I could I was be remembering think... wrong. Because <laughs> like I said, I died several, several times on that one that one level. Yeah. And I know I could, I had to use a couple continues. So I either got close to a game over or there or there isn't a game over and you can just continue as many times as you want. So either way, it's uh, even if you had to continue, like I said, it's not a very, or start over. It's not a very long game. You should be able to get back to where you were. Yeah. Try again, that's kind of the whole point of it. Um, yeah, no, they, it's a fun game. It's definitely worth playing. It's one of the reasons why I wanted to bring some light to it with the show, because um, I got turned on to it and just immediately got hooked. Like mm-hmm. I was having a blast with it. That's, that's where I came from with it. Um, yeah. If you're a fan of, of those classic types of run and gun games, um, you're, you're going to love it because it, it just plays into the strengths of that genre and just throws silly humor into it. And it's just, it's just perfect. It's wonderful. Yeah, just the different scenarios that you come across with the the FBI and and stuff is hilarious. Mm-hmm. And it's like I said, they didn't even care about him at the beginning. You know, you're they just leave him there, take haul the spaceship <laughs> off, and then like do the rest of the game. They're like trying to hunt you down. It's like they could have just picked him up with the spaceship. And the whole game would have been over. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I mean. That's that's about what I wanted to talk about with this one. So if you can think of anything that we missed, um, we can go ahead and, and move to the outro 
and uh, get this thing rolling so people can listen to it. I overall think it's a simple game um, that, you know, the, I think the only thing that I would highlight again is uh, the, the animation. Um, I think that it deserves, um, or I should say that um, uh, Dan Paladin deserves a lot of credit for the, uh, the animation because um, you know, it, it might not be, you know, hand-drawn meaning, you know, pen to paper but uh you know anytime you have something animated like you know we we uh i was i was on here for the earthworm gym 2 episode um and we we had a conversation not that long ago uh in the discord about uh wade hickston's counterpunch for the gba which is yep hand-drawn and I'm just, I'm just a sucker for those, you know, I, I was, I was raised on, I was raised on, on animated, uh, uh, Disney movies and other, other, uh, you know, like the Don Bluth movies and stuff like that. So, um, you know, any kind of, you know, hand-drawn or hand-worked animation, uh, that always, that always feels really, really good and looks really good to me. And even if it's something new, it just it just feels nostalgic. It has, it has a certain human quality to it um, that I don't think you can get with just, you know, rendered animation yeah. uh, for lack I mean, of a better word. It's, I, I don't know the terms. I'm not in that world enough to, to know what the different terms are, but you know, when you, when you've got something that's done by hand, it's, it's got a human quality to it that I don't think you can recreate with, with, uh, anything whether it's ai or 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 cg rendering or, or what have you no and i mean i like a lot of the hand-drawn stuff that we get even you know today that's been brought to newer consoles or even new games mm-hmm. um i just get drawn to hand-drawn things no pun intended like <laughs> the uh I, I really like i've been on a kick like playing a lot of games that have like the uh no outline like watercolor type uh, stuff kind of like uh, Samurai Jack. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, play games like Okami looks looks like amazing in HD. And just recently, I got one that's uh, a Chinese game called Bladed Fury that really reminds me of like that same kind of artwork oh, there. Yeah, but, yeah like, you turned me hand... onto that. It's still on my yeah. wish list. Yes, sir. <laughs> yeah, that just that hand drawn look is just a real stunning like in your yeah. face look that I really enjoy too. And, and and this game would have been, you know, at that time probably pretty hard to put together and going from flash animation. I don't know what kind of process it takes to, I don't know if they had to like reanimate the whole thing, uh, bring it over or if it's something you could just kind of, you know, fluidly bring over to consoles, but um, definitely just seeing the, the types of things that were going on with flash animation, like, I would have to imagine there was a lot of time put into to creating this game, you know, oh, on yeah. the scale Tons that it was. Mm-hmm. Absolutely a ton of work. So um, glad that they're still around. It's it's nice to see, you know what I mean? That they haven't, uh, they, ha- they didn't fall prey to what we see a lot where, you know, a, a small developer has a hit and then they get either get bought out or absorbed by a larger studio and then dismantled. And then the magic is gone. <laughs> it's like tale as old we'll as time to, nowadays. We'll, you know what I mean? It's we'll just like, knock on wood that the embracer group doesn't try to pick them up anytime soon. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Embracer group. Um, you know, so hopefully we don't run into any issues with anything like that. And we do end up getting um, the new alien hominid game uh on again it looks like xbox pc and switch so i'll be i'll be uh i'll be looking out for that for sure same here awesome i think we've i think we've alien hominated the the whole thing i think we've we've made it we've we've so blasted it to oblivion <laughs> we did we blasted off we've uh, successfully uh found our spaceship or uh 
flying saucer in Area 51. We stormed Area 51. <laughs> yes. Which don't do that in real life. No. <laughs> as we as we found out. Right. <laughs> uh. Yeah, so we'll, we'll go ahead and move into the outro then. And I already gave you a chance for final words, so now I'll give you a chance. You can go ahead and just kind of promote what you do. I know you've been on here before and done it before, but if anyone else is new to this and this is the first episode they ever listened to, I want them to be able to to trace away back to your content. So, Oh, well, you know, it's not, uh, not a big deal, but we... Uh... We have a, a section of the Retrologic uh, Discord for Retro Groove, which is uh, uh, Liam and I, our little uh, music history podcast, um, mainly pop music uh, from the last 20 to 30, 40 years, depending. And uh, we just launched season two not that long ago. And uh, episode three um, should be dropping. I don't know when this is going to go live. Um but we'll probably be dropping episode three of season two right around the same time. Um, it should be out on uh, Friday, the uh, 26th. Yeah. I'm not going to so, reveal just yet what it's going to be, but if you've been in the discord, you might be able to guess. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I have a pretty good idea. Um I won't spoil anything on my thoughts, but this should be coming out relatively soon. I'm going to try to, to get this one up since it's already late. Um, wasn't planning. But we on, made it on happen. Having to wait. Yeah, we, we, we made it happen anyway. This is one that was about to get put in the can and, and get put, you know, further off and just have something else come in its place. But we, we figured it out. We made it work. We talked about alien hominid. Um, you, you can, do you want to say anything? You've been streaming a little bit here lately too, haven't you? Um, I've, I've been on a little bit of a lull. I'm, I'm there's, there's going to be some, uh, bigger announcement at some point and I'll do an official launch. I've done a couple of test test streams here and there. Um, that'll be forthcoming in the future as a, as kind of a new thing. Um, still trying to get timing and format down. Right. Cause I like once I actually fully launch, the Twitch channel. I, I want to be very consistent with it as consistent as possible. And it, until I know I can be super consistent with it, it's, it's kind of, uh, it's forthcoming, it's on deck, but it's, it's not, it's not, uh, fully launched or, or, or fully ready to be launched just yet. We're getting there, <laughs> getting awesome. closer. Well, I was just making sure that, it, that I wasn't forgetting about it. No, no, um, I appreciate it. But yeah, so when you do get that on board, make sure we'll make sure to, to point everyone in your direction. And I'm sure you'll be on here again to uh, highlight that whenever you are ready. If we do anything Metal Slug related, I'm absolutely there for sure. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've got some of the oddball things out of the way that I wanted to do, and I'll probably do some more. Uh, I mean, I, uh, mainstream is probably not the correct word, but uh get into more like uh, Zelda and some more things that, you know, might more people might be interested in hearing, but I, I definitely got my little pack of things that I wanted to, to start off uh, the first little bit of the show with. Yeah. And that makes it there. unique. It, it's the, the niche stuff is more interesting to me anyway, to hear about some of these games that I might yeah. not have ever played or, um, even heard of uh, to me, at least that's, that's more interesting than hearing, you know, the, the, the 37th iteration of a Zelda Ocarina of time deep dive this month. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like, yep. all right, let's, let's hear about some of these um, obscure and, and underappreciated things that I might not know anything about or know very little about and, and get to hear more about it. So I'm, I'm always down for something like that for sure. Yeah. And I mean, that's kind of what I've, 
been wanting to do and and we i usually end up highlighting some of the more mainstream stuff with the uh retro rewind Mm -hmm. portion of the show because it's usually you know tailored to uh the nso apps on the switch or you know random uh hodgepodge of games that people could vote on that aren't necessarily on that but it's usually some mainline games that i'll i'll throw in there that a majority of people might have or, or they're cheap enough and easy enough to get a hold of so we'll definitely be seeing some more uh you know zelda or you know even uh like i w- eventually i want to do an episode on like some of the the older playstation properties and like early xbox stuff i'll have to nice eventually get uh seth on again and and we can talk some some old xbox at some point heck yeah Um, well i'm definitely there for that as well especially if you want to talk about something like um like gun valkyrie or some of those some of those obscure you know almost like a i always i always thought of that as like a a a 3d run and gun like a 3d version of a of a metal slug contra type game but like in space with weird controls (laughs) it does have some weirder controls but like i went back and played a little bit of it not too long ago and it's it's still there like it's still good if it wasn't for jet set radio future that would probably be my favorite og xbox game (laughs) there's just there's so many good ones but yeah i'd be down for that as well any of that stuff for sure. We're, we're definitely, uh, I mean, I plan on doing this. I've got plenty of games to talk about, so <laughs> yes, <laughs> um, I don't think I'm going to run out anytime soon. So we'll, we'll definitely, definitely hit all those at some point. Awesome. But, uh, but yeah, no, thanks for, uh, coming on. Yeah. And thanks for having me. Glad we could make it work for sure. Yes. And, I always do this at the end of the show. Sometimes it bites me in the butt like this one, because it would have been hard to move this one around since I already announced it. But this one will for sure come to uh, fruition on time. Uh, I've got enough people that want to talk about it that I don't think I'll have any problems getting scheduling in. Yeah, I know. uh, I know Sam will be ready for the next one. (laughs) Yes. So the next next show's game is Eliminator Boat Duel. And this is a. This was another retro rewind game that the community selected to play and it's on the Nintendo uh, NES NSO app. So it's, it's very widely available to anybody that has a switch and a uh, Nintendo online subscription. Uh, If not, I don't, it's not terribly expensive if you wanted to just buy it on the NES even, but definitely a great game. And we will be talking about it next time on the show. So awesome. Floating that out there. (laughs) <laughs> see what you did there yeah yeah floating that out there <laughs> that's right yeah definitely got some people signed up to talk about that one already so nice. we should be good to go good but all right with that we're it we're done we we did it we made it through and we'll go ahead and close this guy out all right so thanks for listening on topic retro part of the retro logic family of podcast if you'd like to send your personal experiences for the next show but don't have discord you can go ahead and send them right on over to ontopicretro at gmail.com. Um, if you haven't joined our wonderful non-toxic Retrologic Discord and you would like to, you can visit retrologic.games for details on how to join for free. I also like to throw a link in the show notes, so it's usually there. Uh, you know, Anytime you guys listen to this on any of your podcast listening apps of choice, it usually shows up on there as a link. So... You can also just click that if it's e- if it's easier. But I also don't want to derail anybody from going to RetroLogic.Games because there's lots of other cool content on there, including a uh, blog that's done by uh, the mole, Sam Wagers. And you can also <laughs> listen to all of the wonderful episodes of Retro Groove, and you'll find our flagship show, uh, RetroLogic uh, Retro Game Podcast, on there as well. So all those fun things on the website and very easy to navigate and uh, it's a, it's a very nice looking website that Dan's put together for us. So Mm -hmm. definitely go by and visit and thanks for the 
tuning into this episode and we'll see you guys on the next one bye now